started meditating on some things. And I wanted you to just stay aware of God's presence. Staying aware of his presence because so many things causes us to get off of God's presence. And without his presence, we would be nothing. We are joint heirs with him. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. So we're children of God. It says that he has made us and not we ourselves. It says that in us is life. He's the one in Acts that caused us to live and to have our being. So he deserves all the praise. It's not man. We're all creations of God. We're all here for a purpose. We're all here for a function. But in order for us to function the way God created us to function, we need to be in his presence. We need to stay connected to his presence, just like Pastor Keith was talking about, you know, being led. We were led by something. And so now being children of God, we need to be led by the spirit of God. There's so many things that you come against every day and your responses should be God responses. It shouldn't be fleshly responses, but because the world has just gotten us so caught up in busyness, they make the church think the busy you are, the better you are, but no, the busy you are, the dried up you are as a Christian. We need to give ourselves over to God and realize that he is with us and in us. So in order to recognize every minute of the day, you're going to have to stay connected up to God's presence. Because where his presence is, is where his power is. And that's what you need every day. You need the power of God. You know, listening to Dr. Jacobs talk about your words and how the authority in your words, that's exactly how God created us to be. In Genesis chapter 1, let's turn to that, and I know you all know this. I just want to encourage you all in this first. Because as he was speaking, I know so many times we're so used to thinking, not talking. Because we think things about people. But you know what? We need to start saying some things what God has created us to be. And I had to remind myself of that. Because I'm so used to thinking the scriptures. You know, it says to meditate upon the word. So that's what we do. We meditate upon the word. But we never speak the word. So we know the word. But the devil is not going to leave you because of the way you're thinking. He is going to leave you when you speak. He's going to leave you when that authority comes out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you go into all the word and you preach the gospel. All power has been given unto me when he resurrected. And he gave that power to us. He gave it to his disciples. And then he said, now you go. So we're supposed to be in this earth going, moving forward in the things of God, advancing the kingdom of God. Not, you know, because when we're advancing the kingdom of God, guess what we're doing? We're moving darkness back. So that's what we're supposed to be doing in this earth. We're supposed to be moving darkness back off your life and the lives of others. So in order to do that, you have to stay aware that he's with you. Your sufficiency is not of yourself. It is of God. And so when he said in Genesis, when he created the heavens and the earth and he saw that things were disrupted, it said that God said in verse in chapter one, let's look and see at verse three. And it said, and God said, let there be light. But verse 2 is what I really want to go to. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And then God saw that there was light. So whatever you're speaking is going to manifest. Jesus said that I will confirm my word with signs following. So God did not look at the earth. He didn't look at who was in 
charge over man and say, oh my God, something bad is going to happen. No, he spoke life to the situation. So that's what we're supposed to be speaking life to the situation over our finances because I know the body of Christ was so concerned about our finances during this time. How is, you know, the finances going to be? What about health care? You know, you got to, you went through all the debate, you know, and so now you're concerned how your life is going to be. Well, your life should be a blessed life. Do you know why? Because God, when he created us, he empowered us to prosper. No man can stop you from prospering. That prosperity comes from God. It's the spirit of God on the inside of you because when he put himself on the inside of us, that's when we started prospering. We were not prospering until the breath of life came on the inside of us and we became a living soul. That's when we started prospering. So instead of looking at things in the earth and getting bent out of shape about it, we need to stay focused and we're here to advance God's kingdom. So when we're so most of that that advancement come in hearing God's voice and staying connected up to His presence is what you see, speak, and what takes place, because you have to understand that God hears everything that you're uh, presenting before Him, and the Holy Ghost is doing the work. You don't even have to do the work. All He said, just speak it, and I'll do it. But most of the time as the church, we do what the world is doing. He said to seek ye first the kingdom of God. You remember that in Matthew. And he said, take no thought. Well, as a church, we take so many thoughts. But he told her, he said, don't you take any thought. You know why? Because he said, I will take care of you. Everything that you have need of, I will do it. So I don't need you taking thought because when you take thought, you try to figure it out. You try to work it out. And it's not going to work. You have to say, no, if, if my children are going astray, if my maid is going astray, if my finance is going, no, you know what? I'm not taking thought for that. Because one of the things that the word reminded me of is that God already knew this was happening before it even happened. He said, I already know you had need of that before you even knew it was a need. He knew it was coming before you even came. And so what we do, we show up at the throne of grace crying like God didn't know that this was going to happen. But God said, I already knew that was going to happen. He knows everything about you. He did not put you in this earth without knowing the beginning to the end of your life. He knows everything. But God is trying to say, if you don't understand my presence is where the power is, then you're going to stay defeated in life. You know, Pastor Keith and I was talking about this when we was coming over here about uh, um, Moses. Moses, God was giving Moses a command, and, God, and Moses said, you know, I'm not going to go unless your presence go with me. I'm going to be defeated if you don't go with me. And God said to us in the new covenant, we're in a new covenant. We're in a better covenant. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't care what things look like. I am still with you. I don't care what you're thinking about yourself. I am still with you. You can never push God out of your life. He will always be with you no matter how things look. And it's not based on how you feel. So many times we put every day on how we feel, but God said, don't base that. It is by faith. I told you according to your word, his word, that I will never leave you. He even told you in Hebrews, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He even told us to be content in whatever situation that we're in. Why? Because I am with you. When you start complaining and murmuring and getting fear and anxiety, you're saying God is not with me. But you just making, and then the angels of God can do nothing on your behalf because they are hearing your words. They're hearing you talk. We think that God can't hear us talking because we're talking to our friends. No, he hears everything about you. You just think, when I get to church, I'm going to be all spiritual. No, he heard what you said two days ago with your cousin. He heard everything you said to your grandmother about the holiday season. But you got to stay focused that God is with me. He is my supply. Amen. 
So this is uh, Psalms 3. I like this Psalms because in order for you to know that you have to stay in God's presence, God said, if you draw nigh to me, guess what? I will draw nigh to you. So it, uh, Psalm 5. So in order to stay focused on God's presence, you're going to have to talk about his presence, just like Dr. Jacob said. You're going to have to talk about your finances. You're going to have to talk about God's presence in your life. And every day that you get up, now the, <clears throat> when it says in the scriptures, this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God just recently showed me, he said, when you think of this is the day, which every day we get up, we say it's a new day, his mercies endure it forever. This day that the Lord has made for me to advance the kingdom of God. Because normally what we say, oh, this is the day the Lord has made, and then that's all we get as far as we go. But no, this is a new day for you to advance the kingdom of God. This is a new day for you to go in his presence and say, Father, what is your will for me to do? His presence is in this earth to move things forward in life, not backwards. And you're supposed to be pushing darkness. He said that the gates of hell should not prevail against us. So it doesn't matter what we're looking at with the coronavirus. It doesn't matter what we're looking at with anything in the economy. The gates of hell should not prevail against you. And what you need to do is realize that I have authority over that gate. Everything that you're going through that's a disappointment to you or it's a discouragement to you, it's a gate. And that gate should not prevail in your life. So what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to get before God and just agree with his word. You agree with his word. A lot of times we're thinking, well, God ain't doing it yet. No, you're not doing it. Amen. That's what he did here. God spoke, and guess what? The Holy Ghost started working. Amen. So even with the healing process, you know, the, the, uh, even the lepers, the ten lepers that were healed, yeah. they started walking away, and guess what? And then they realized, oh, my God, God, start, God was working. I even like what Candace said on her testimony when she was here um, doing the Word and Spirit Conference when she was at the dentist office, and she said she prayed for a lady. Yeah. But then she had to go on to go into the dentist's office. But she said, but I knew God was still working. See, his presence is still there working. So it doesn't matter when you pray and if you're not there, he is still working. So when you give yourself and order your day before God, <clears throat> he begins to work on your day. And you got to stay conscious of that. But uh, <clears throat> Psalms 5, <clears throat> this is what it says. It says, give ear to my words, O Lord. And consider my meditation, hearken unto the voice of my cry, my king and my God, for unto thee will I pray. <clears throat> my voice shall you hear in the morning, <clears throat> O Lord. In the morning will I direct my presence to thee, and I will look up to thee. You have to make a commitment every day <clears throat> that God will hear your voice. Amen. Not just when you get to church. He will hear your voice in the mornings. And David made a commitment. He said, my voice, God, will you hear every morning? Not my neighbor's voice, but my voice. So you got to get up every morning. When you get up, it's not you or the alarm clock that woke you up. Because God said he woke you up. In him you live and move and have your being. So you're up living and moving because of him. But you can't do life without him. Oh, excuse me. And so David made a commitment. 
And he said that I would direct my prayers unto thee. So now, you know, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I say, I said, God, you're going to hear my voice. This is my voice you're listening to. I'm directing my prayers to you. I'm directing my day to you, that you're with me. You are God. There is no other. You're my provider today. You're my provision today. You are my health today. You got to direct your voice unto him because his presence is always with you. Your enemy shall be at peace with you today. You can go to work and you can think about the boss and everything that you and the boss have gotten into. But no, you need to wake up that morning and commit that day to God that my enemies best shall be made my footstool today. That, he, that my enemies will be made at peace with me today. Because what you're looking at is temporal. <laughs> God said it's temporal and it's subject to change. And do you know that everything, <coughs> excuse me, it's <coughs> right. Everything that you need is in the spirit realm. It's already here. But all you got to do is call it in. And there is no distance in the spirit. So we got to understand. So what we need every day is already here. So when you're up in the morning, when he made that commitment to, for God to hear his voice, he not only stopped in the morning. David went on to say, you will hear my voice in the evening. You will hear my voice at night. We got to continue to live in that relationship with God throughout the day. We got to talk to him throughout the day because circumstances change throughout the day. So what we do is that we have, we start our day with God. And then when circumstances come up, we forget what we said that morning at 11 o'clock that morning. So now we're down and depressed at four o'clock in the evening. No, you need to confess what you started off with that day because God's presence is still with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he said this in verse um, eight. He said, lead me, Lord, in, in, in thy righteousness because of mine enemy. So you got to ask him to lead you. Just like Pastor Keith said, he said, you're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you got to ask him to lead you every day because you keep making the wrong decisions. <clears throat> and then when situations come up in your life, you wonder, why did I make that decision? Why did I speak something wrong that I just said I shouldn't do? Because you didn't ask the Holy Ghost to lead you in the past that you should walk in with your enemies. So when you're waking up in the morning, you need to start being aware of his presence. You don't wake up in the morning and just start your day because everything that you're doing has a purpose to it. You have a purpose in life, and everything in the purpose has the power for you to do what you need to do in life. And I was looking at, uh, when we talk about the, uh, <coughs> the enemies, I was thinking about the angels of God. In order for you to know what is yours, what his presence is about, you got to get in the word of God to find out what it is that belongs to you. Yes. Romans 12 would not go away that you should not renew your mind. You have to renew your mind constantly to the word of God. Even though we've been, I've been saved for what, 35 years, 34, five years, 36. I was married before I married you, right? You had to get saved. I had to wait for you to get saved and live right <laughs> before I married him. <laughs> right, that's right. I heard him telling somebody on the phone the other day, yeah, I think I had to walk the chalk line before I married her. Oh, really? No, I didn't. I was already saved, honey, and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, talking about I had to walk the chalk line to marry him. He was drawn to me because I was doing what I was doing. But, uh, 
But anyway, when, when he was, when we were talking, you got to understand every day, what did the Bible said it has evil within its, in the day. So you have to charge your angels to do what they need to do through the day. There's so many things that you got to read in the word of God. So as what I was saying, the older I get, the more knowledgeable that I become in the word of God. The scriptures are not the same when I look at them anymore. Every scripture is different. So sometimes we look at the word and we always say, well, I already know that. I already know this is what she's teaching. No, you don't. Because God wants to give you a fresh manna for today that his presence is with you. So when you leave out of here today, because I was thinking about Elijah, Elisha, okay? Elisha was the one that had the servant. I always try to get their names. Elijah is the old one. Elisha is the young one. But you remember when he was attacked with the circumstances concerning the, uh, the army being around him? Yeah. That was a circumstantial situation. We have circumstantial situations too. But he was at peace with his. Because he understood God's presence. Paul said to be content in whatever state that you're in. Why? Because I know God's presence is with me. I'm not going to say that I'm in fear and anxiety because then I'm saying that God didn't keep his word, that he's not with me, but he is with me for sure. But then he told, his, uh, the, he told God to open up his, um, his servant's eyes so that the servants may see. So he said there's more that be with us than be with them. You got to understand, like Pastor Q said, those angels didn't die. That's right. We still have angels encamped around about us. Fire of charity, depending on the situation that you're facing. But you can get thinking with thoughts. Take no thought. You can think that you're in trouble, but you're not in trouble because God is with you. He's going to take care of that situation. It could be a debt situation. And then you start thinking about it. And God said, I am with you. Don't take thought for this, what you're going to put on and what you're going to eat. I am with you. So you got to understand God has your back. I was looking, remembering in, um, in, Matthew, in Matthew, when Jesus went to where it was Matthew, when he was going to be tempted of the devil. And you remember it said that he was led in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But then the next scripture said he came out with power. So even though he was tempted, even though he was going through a situation in life, it said that he came out with power. So when you're tempted with anything in your life, when something shows up in your life, that is not a time for you to get in fear, but to stay in faith because God wants you to come out of that situation in power because power is already with you. You know, just like Dr. Jacobs talked about that song this morning, how he's with you in the middle. You had us playing that in the car. He's with you in the middle in every situation. He's with you at the beginning. He's with you at the end because he said, I am alpha. I am the omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I will never leave you. I'm with you when you wake up, when you go to sleep. But we have to stay aware of his presence. Amen. So when things don't go like they should, you got to understand he's with me. I'm not going to enjoy this day in fear and anxiety. Because in his presence, guess what he said? There's fullness of joy. So when I wake up in the morning, I start my day with God. Guess what? I have joy that day. I start off with joy for that day. Now, is the enemy going to come in and try to uh, make something happen for that? Yes, but you don't let him take your joy. Jesus said, I give you joy, and don't let anybody take that joy away. Because that thing that you just experienced is temporal. 
It is subject to change, but it's only going to change according to the authority that you have. So you got to use the words that you have with the decisions that you see in the Word of God because it doesn't matter how things look. I tell people, I say, right now things can be good in your life five years. Five years later, things are going to change. What are you going to do then? No, you still stay the same. You still know that God is with you no matter how many years it's been. You let God be God in your life. You say, what he told them, he said that you all are not serving me with gladness. When I gave you the houses, I gave you all the good land, I gave you this and that, and then you backslide and you turn from me and start serving other gods. He said, I only want people that's going to serve me with gladness. And so that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be serving God with gladness because in his presence there is fullness of joy. In his presence there are angels to defend you, to protect you. There's a whole supernatural realm that's there on your behalf to help you in every situation. So we are people of victory. We're not a people of victims. We are a people of victory. But you know what? The Bible has said also that the body of Christ, we can go to sleep. He said, wake up thou that sleepest. So we can go to sleep with the cares of this world because we're in this world, but we're not of the world. And if you're going to look at the news all day, oh, man, you're going to go to sleep on God. Because by the time you get through looking at that news, you're going to be so drowsy spiritually. You're going to be so spiritually dead that you can't be nothing for the people on your job tomorrow because you've been looking at the news all weekend. But instead of you coming out with victory this week in to start your day on Monday, you're going in that job with victory. They're not used to that. They're not used to a joyful person coming into work. You got to let them see that God exists because the only way they're going to know God exists is through you. And the only way they're going to know that he exists as well is through your character. You got to let God's character flow through you too. And then he also said this. (coughs) Let's look at verse 11 in in, uh, Psalms 5. He said, but let those that put their trust in thee rejoice. So you just gave your day to God. You're supposed to be coming out of that prayer closet rejoicing. Let them that put their trust in me rejoice. There's so many things you got to put in God's hands. Needs that you have, you got to put those things in God's hands. And then it says, let them rejoice that put their trust in me. So if I see that you got a situation coming then, and, and there's no joy in that situation, I already know you didn't put that in God's hands. Because the only way you're going to show me you put that in God's hands is through joy. And that comes from his presence. And I don't care how long you got to stay in his presence, you stay there. I like what Jacob did, you know, because when you're going in God's presence, I mean, I've been a mother, I've had kids, and I'm telling you, when I, like Dr. Jacob said, coming out of fear and depression, I made a decision I would not let the devil take me back. But so I also knew what I had to do to keep my joy, and that was to stay in God's presence. So I made a commitment to get up in the morning and to spend time with God to keep from me going backwards in life. Because when I think I can make it on a day without God, oh my goodness, I am deceived. When I think that I can get up today and say, you know, I don't need God right now. I need to go do this. I need to do this. And so when we went to uh, Pastor Dennis's uh, down at their house, you know, they were saying, well, what do y'all want to do, you know, while you're here? And I said, the only thing I want to do is two things. I want to spend time with God, and I want to work out before we do anything. I said, so, that, so I said, if I can get that done, we're doing good. So they were like, okay, we can do that. So we didn't do 
anything until I got my time with God. Because so many times when people go on vacation, they think it's time to just kick God back. <laughs> and then wait till I get home, they want to go to Florida, they want to go to uh, 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 Las Vegas, and all these things. But I'm thinking this, when I see that people go on vacation and they don't come back spiritual, I say, oh, no, they went, <laughs> they went with the wrong motives. You don't go on vacation and come back carnal. You go on vacation to get revived and refreshed and come back spiritually minded. The bathing suit didn't help you spiritually. Eating at that restaurant didn't help you spiritually. You still came back with the same problems. So when I think of a vacation, I keep God in my vacation because it's still the same day with God. So we got to understand you got to keep God in your day. <clears throat> Because in that is victory. And so when they said that, I said, I really like y'all. You know how you got friends you really like? I, I really like y'all. I think I'm going to come back next year. Can I come back next year? Because I like the way y'all handled my day and, and allowed me to enjoy my day. Because I realized that I can only do that. So when you spend time with God, I like what Jacob did, is that they were moving. The Israelites were moving. And they were, they were going on. But anyway... He sent his family on before him. That's when he wrestled with the angel. So when you're in the presence of God, he tells you your destiny. He tells you who you are. If he didn't make that choice and send his family on and he went on, on the other side, he was able to spend time in God's presence. He wrestled with that angel throughout the night. And then he said, who are you? He said, and the angel said, let me go, let me go. But he said, what do you want from me? He said, when he asked him a question, he said, what do you want? He said, okay. He said, bless me. That's what Jacob said. Bless me. And he told him exactly what God said. He said, your name will be changed from this day forward. You will no longer be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel. And then you're going to have favor with God and men. If he never had taken time out with God, <clears throat> he would never have known his purpose and plan in life. So that's why you start your day with God. I don't care if you got to kick the kids. Let them, you know, <laughs> with Candace and them, they used to have to watch. Uh, I didn't let them watch Barney. Uh, they probably had to watch Sesame Street or something like that. But I always had their little uh, TV time picked out. So I said, while they're spending time for 30 minutes watching this, I'm going to go in here and read and pray. But I didn't neglect them. I still got them up and I fed them. I made sure they was clothed. And then I gave them a television time because I knew that I needed to keep my time up with God. I knew that I had to be victorious with God. I knew that I had to find out, God, what is your plan and purpose for my life? And so when Jacob did that, it was not in vain that he spent that time alone with God. And so, so many times you got to understand, it's okay to spend time alone with God. It's okay to put the children down for naps, and then I used to put them down for naps. And then I would they would sleep for about an hour. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go in here and sleep for 30 minutes. And then I, the next 30 minutes, then I'll wake up and pray. So you got to do things like that in, in order to value that time with God. Because when you value his presence, his power is there, and whatever you value, you're going to protect. So I had to protect that time with God. But during this time like this, it is, it is so needful for the body of Christ for us to just spend time with God. For us to really know this is a new season with this new change of presidents, this new change of the corona. You got to understand this is a new season and you got to pick up the new season in your life for what is this season for me. Don't just let the earth change. You need to say, Father, what is my change? 
I know they don't change presidents, but what is my change? You know, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't be concentrating on the world as much. I need to be concentrating on myself spiritually more than anything. So while you all are going through all this cares and frustration, I'm going to get peace in the presence of God. I'm going to get my destiny for this year in the presence of God because the power that's on the inside of you, Ephesians, look at Ephesians. I, I like this too because God said that he has put himself on the inside of us when he created us. He put man, he put himself on the inside of man. And I thank God for Jesus because he came and restored that back. And you remember when Adam, before Adam sinned, it said that he used to fellowship with God. Because it said that God came and he heard his voice in the cool of the day. See, God wants to talk to you. We're so used to going to talk to him. But he wants to talk to you. And so the, the time that you have with God is not just a monologue time. It is a dialogue time. <clears throat> and what we have made it is a monologue time. And say, y'all prayed today. No, you didn't. What did God say? What did he tell you today? Because you can walk out of your prayer time knowing what he told you today. He might have corrected an attitude in your life. He might have told you the finances and how the finances are going to change. He might have told you that what we what that prophecy is getting ready to come to pass. In two weeks, you need to start working on that. Because one of the things I realize is that even prophetic, you can get a prophetic word. And then it might not be time for that prophecy to come to pass. But spending time with God by faith, he will download that prophecy in your spirit and say, now it's time for you to use your faith on that. And you're like, really? Because you can't, it's not going to come to pass when you want it to come to pass. It's going to come to pass when God says to come to pass. But spending time in his presence, because in the Old Testament, they even put things, they prolonged the prophecies. They said, oh, the prophecies don't work. And God said, you know what, today I'm changing that. The prophecies are going to start coming to pass today. So the more you spend time with God, those prophecies can start coming to pass. You know, Keith and I remember when we were selling our house on uh, Cornwell Drive, and it was an impossibility for us to sell the house because we said, instead of getting a, a realtor, let's just sell it by owner. We had never sold a house, but we're going to sell this one, buddy. We're going to sell this one because it's time. But I remember... I was listening to Gloria Copeland during that time, and she said whenever God told her and Kenneth to do something, the Holy Ghost would put it on the inside of her, and then it's time for it. So Keith and I knew we needed a bigger house. We were having more kids, but we just didn't know how we were going to do it. And normally what we do, Proverbs says, leans not to your own understanding. So we would lean to our own understanding and trying to think, okay, how are we going to do this? But the more we lean to our own understanding, it wasn't working. So we just thought, okay, God, you're going to help us do this. Well, we already knew that we were going to get a bigger house, but we had never came together and said, it is time. And I remember that season, we both said, it is time. And I knew there was the Holy Ghost dropping that on the inside of both of us, and it was going to happen because I wasn't thinking about it on my own. He wasn't thinking about it. The Holy Ghost just started working in him and myself, and then we came together and agreed that it was time. And we, we did sell our house by owner. And the thing about it, the neighbors across the street were selling their house. Their house was, they kept their house up, okay? They, I mean, you know, you on the floor. I mean, Miss Retro, you might. But she, she would be on the floor scrubbing, honey. I used the mop. She would get down there with a the rag. I said, you know what? I ain't got time for no rags. I'm going to use a mop. And so, so, but that's how neat her house was. And so we were looking at her. The people going in, looking at her house, was like, man, but we knew we were selling our house. Do you not know we got a seller, and the man came and gave us cash? 
We did not have to go down off the house. You know how you, they make offers? We wasn't going down. Because I remember, uh, I think it was one, I, I don't know if it was Charles Capps or Norva Hayes uh, years ago said that when God tells them to sell something, they don't bag down. And I said, you know what, if God put that amount in our house, in our heart for our house, we're not backing down. We're going to go ahead and do it. And that's exactly what happened. And we were, we were able to move on. So when you spend time with God, he's able to deposit things on the inside of you. And now is the time for that to take place. But if you never spend time with him, you will always think, well, I had a prophecy five years ago. No, that prophecy was supposed to come to pass two years ago. You just wasn't with God. So now you don't think God is a God of his word, but he is a God of his word. You're just not spending time with God to know now is the time for this prophecy to come to pass. So you got to understand those are things that God is trying to tell you that you're needing to be ready for. So therefore, when you're spending time with God, you got to stay in his presence and you got to take your time and hear his voice. And I learned that from Dr. Jacobs. You know, just being up under Dr. Jacobs, he taught us to pray and then listen. And so many times your mind is going to fight you with listening because you think of things you can be doing. But then I remember he, he also told us to have a pad in your prayer time. Write down what you need to be doing next. Because, you know, the, 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 the demons will come in just like he did Adam and just give you thoughts. Shouldn't you be doing this right now? You know, I should. You know what? I got to go in there and do this. I got to put that load of laundry in. And no good and well, that load of laundry can wait until you get through praying. So what you need to do, that's what I used to do. I said, whatever comes to my mind that's trying to break my prayer time up, I'm going to write it down. Call so-and-so. Why don't you go in there and call so-and-so? I can't call so-and-so right now. I'm praying. So I said, okay, I'm, let me write that down. So when I got through praying, I knew exactly what to do next. Because you got to have that unbroken fellowship time. And that's what happened to Adam. He had the devil to come in and give him thoughts. And he took thoughts, just like Matthew is telling us, take no thought. And him and Eve took thought of what the devil was telling them to do. And he distracted them and broke their fellowship from God. So when you're in your time with God, you have to keep that time focused because that is so valuable for you to be in God's presence and enjoy the life that you have. Because this, I, I'm enjoying life. I mean, I'm excited every day about life because I know God is taking me somewhere because God said, I will be with you to the end. And he told the church of Israel, I will be with you until it comes to pass. Well, a lot of things you don't have yet. So he's still moving you forward in some things. So you got to understand everything that I don't see, God wants me to have. Everything that I know he told me I'm supposed to have, I'm going to get it. But the only way that you're going to get it is being led by his spirit on how to get it done, how to stay in faith and everything. So when you're in, that, in God's presence, that, that uh, inward power, which is in Ephesians, which I really like, because you got things that come against you in life. And you got the power of God on the inside of you. In Ephesians 5, uh, let's, 119, I'm sorry. This is what this says. And, and this, uh, let me start at verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You remember Elisha said to God, open up his servant's eyes that he may see. God wants you to be in the know in life that you may be able to see spiritual things. And then he said this, and what, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. When I read that the other week, I said, oh my God, I have great exceeding power on the inside of me. Whatever comes against my body, 
that might seem great. I have exceeding greatness of power on the inside of me. That's God living on the inside of me. He, the heaven is on the inside of you, but it's an exceeding great power. An exceeding great than how you feel. It's an exceeding great of what people told you that's taking place in your body. It's an exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. So this power is working for you on your behalf. If you're thinking, I don't have peace and I'm confused right now, you have an exceeding greatness of his power that will cause peace to come in your mind. If you feel like I can't sleep, you know, I don't know what's going on, you have an exceeding greatness of his power to cause you to go to sleep because he said, I give my beloved sleep. And that power is on the inside of you for things to take place in your life. So never let the devil tell you this is too great. I don't know how you're going to get out of this situation. No, you have to tell the devil, the exceeding greatness of his power is on the inside of me because I believe you are a believer and you're going to have to use your authority to tell him to go. You got to use your authority to tell him. He left Jesus alone, but then he came back. So you always got to use your authority against the devil and he will flee. He will leave in the name of Jesus. When when they went around doing uh, miracles in Acts, they said, what uh, whose name are you using to do these miracles? What authority? Who's giving you authority? What name? You have the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. And those demons flee at the name of Jesus. I don't care if you just sigh. Jesus. Those demons still got to flee. Just because you said Jesus, they have to flee because that name is above every name. And then you have the power on the outside, which is the Luke 4, 18, that's resting on you to do works for others. So when you get up in the morning, it's not just about you and your four no more. God wants you to touch somebody else's life. His presence is not only on the inside of you for you. His presence is on you for others. So you got to let that power, that power is not just for you to sit around the house in all day. You need to ask God, God, what do you want me to do today? I don't care if it's down at Kroger's. If you know you don't gave your day to God and you say, God, I know I'm supposed to advance your kingdom today. This is about an advancing your kingdom day. Every day you get up, it's about advancing God's kingdom, letting that power that's on the inside of you work through you. You are just an instrument for God's power. So you need to be sensitive to who he has you in contact with throughout the day because your steps are ordered of the Lord. So you got to say, okay, God, you ordered my steps here, but what am I supposed to say to this person? And he will tell you what to say to that person because everybody needs deliverance. Everybody needs uh, peace in life. So, but that power that's on the outside of you is for others. So you got to use that power because that's God's presence on the inside of you. So not only do you have the exceeding greatness of his power, you also have everything else. But I just wanted to end end with this because of the power that's on the inside of you. You got to stay in constant prayer throughout the day. You got to be aware of his presence throughout the day. Because he's here in the earth to do something and to impact somebody's life. And when I was looking at this, Luke 18, 1 says, men ought to always pray, not to faint and not to give up. So you should always pray. You should always be in a mode of being aware. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And you will find yourself changing and being a person that you never thought you could be. 
I mean, it's like, wow, I can't believe I just prayed for them. Oh my God, you know what? Normally I just say, okay, you got a headache. But today I'm ready to just say, you know what? Let me speak life to you right now in the name of Jesus. I got a word for you. I mean, that's because you gave yourself over to God throughout the day and all of a sudden you start seeing yourself change. So if you don't see yourself change tomorrow, keep working on it and you will start seeing God working out through you. And then the, the sufficiency is not of yourself, it is of God. So you're not doing it of yourself, it is of God that you're doing this. So always remember, I need to stay sensitive to God. I need to stay sensitive not only in the morning, but if you don't get that morning time in, because David said, you, in the morning, you will hear my voice. So you need to let him start hearing your voice in the morning. And maybe some of you all are early people. I'm not. I mean, not when I was, when I worked, you know. My husband said I never worked. But anyway, when I did work for about a year, <laughs> when I did work for about a year or two, uh, you know, I, it was hard for me to try to get up when I had to be at work at 7, try to get up at 6 to pray or 5. I'm like, oh, my God, how do they do this? So y'all do it. Y'all work it out. However God tell y'all to work it out, y'all work that out. You know, I'm not going to tell you all how to do it, but you need to get up, okay? I don't care if you got to get up at 3 in the morning. Get up. <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> it's for you, okay, you early birds, because some of you all are early birds where you can get up like that, okay? So, but you got to give your day to God, and you got to let him know that you're interested in being a vessel for his use. Because if you don't, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get your eyes on yourself, and God did not create you to live in yourself. He created you to live outside of you because that's what he did. Jesus came to save the lost. He came to save the sinners. So he looked on the outside of himself and, see, and saw what other people needed. And that same spirit is on the inside of you. Yeah. So he wants to do that throughout the day in your life. Amen. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do, I just wanted us to just stand up. <laughs>